0: What's going on, guys? This is Planet TV. We chase progress, not perfection. Of course, today I'm super excited because it's not only just a friend, it's actually one of my best friends. I got Cam Cole over here. I've been knowing him since we was yay high, but I'm definitely excited to have him uh, jump on my podcast and just tell everybody a little bit about him. So Cam, thanks again, man, for jumping on the podcast and uh, talking today about uh, you know your background and where you're at in life. Yeah, can you hear me, fine? I can hear yeah, you good, man. Right, yeah, the birds I'll are see. the birds are
1: chirping uh, this morning. So, uh, hey, yeah, my bad. <laughs> but uh, everything going good, man. Uh, like like I've been out here for the last couple of years, so I've just been enjoying my journey and yeah, just been reflecting on how wonderful it's been. And yeah, man, it's good to be here to chat it up with you. It's good to catch up, man. It's been a while. And uh yeah, we, I'm still playing basketball, man. We like you already know a little bit about my journey. Like we started playing early, like middle school, high school, and mm-hmm. I'm still giving it uh giving it a shot at this age. So man, I'm definitely blessed.
0: Yeah, if y'all want to know somebody that really just grew overnight, it, it, that's really Cam. Cam really grew from like <laughs> five eight to like six seven overnight. But it, it's crazy, bro. I mean. I know your story, right, since we was in middle school. I mean, since we was kids, right? But the people out here listening don't know your story. Just just give them a brief synopsis of of who Cam Cole really is and and what is your life going like and and just about, you know, what you have accomplished thus far.
1: Oh, man. So um, just to give you, like, a little background, I've been playing basketball since I was, like, seven years old um and just to even go deeper my mom wanted me to like get in sports i was the only child Uh, she wanted me to like you know just like no any normal parents just want you to kind of just be around friends be around your peers and be able to kind of just enjoy yourself and basketball kind of started off as just that kind of outlet for me and uh it's something that i i grew in love with and ever since then um i've been playing so I've been playing AAU all the way in California to when I moved to Texas, uh continuing to play and like be competitive and make friends through the game. And uh man, it's been it's been good as far as uh as far as what it's done in my life. And uh it's led me to still pursue it even after I graduated uh college. And I think that just the journey of it all has um allowed me to accomplish, you know, uh, a good amount of things, things that I never thought I was going to accomplish, whether that was being able to take my high school team to the first playoff uh, appearance in, like, 11 years. Like, uh-huh. had no idea that that was something that could be accomplished. Or even if it was going to college and becoming, like, a two-time All-American, um, or even if it was, like, going overseas to play, um and, like, all these things kind of happen because uh, I truly just, like, love the game, and I just stuck with it. That's been, like, the biggest thing. Like, there's been times where I've been wanting to quit. There's been times where I've been not wanting to, like, you know, really give it uh, give it a crack, and, and I still just stuck with it. So, man, I'm definitely, definitely been enjoying this experience. Definitely, definitely. Now,
0: you know, us being in high school, you know, playing varsity ball together, things like that, would you say – When we were growing up, you know, being juniors, seniors, sophomores, freshmen, did you think that your life would turn out to be like this as far as having those credentials in basketball? Everything you named from being an All-American, taking the high school team to playoffs in a long time, being overseas in Australia where you're currently at. Did you envision this for your life at an early age and know that this would happen or when did that happen for you, that click, that change? Um, I knew that, like,
1: at an early age, I wanted to play uh, basketball on uh, some sort of, like, you know, professional level. I think that it always starts off, like, you know, with a dream. And uh, I think that's kind of where it, like, it started. Of course, you know, life takes you through, like, highs and lows. And sometimes that dream doesn't really seem, like, as feasible or as possible. And uh, I did have those moments. Um, I think uh, from a maturity standpoint in high school, uh, I knew I wanted to play professionally, but I don't think I necessarily knew exactly the sacrifices that it was going to take. And it wasn't until I got to about, um, until I got to college, until I really realized like, no, there's a lot more sacrifices that need to be had for me to even just have a chance. And so, once I started realizing those sacrifices that I needed to make, uh, I changed my life uh, and I turned my life around and I turned my mental shifts and my focus
0: uh, towards where I needed to be to, to make it happen. Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome, man, to hear. Uh, you know, going to the, the, the school that you went to, I believe it was York college. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. And um, that wasn't the first school that you went to. I think that you had traveled to a couple of different schools, if I'm correct, is a Quad C as well, Collin County? All right? Hooped there for a little
1: bit. Yeah, man. Went to went to Collin College, um, like fresh out of high school. And uh and that was when I started to realize that I needed to be like a little bit more mature, a little bit more locked in, a little bit more focused, um, because I squandered uh, that opportunity. Um It was a junior college that was a division one, had a great coach, uh, Jim Sagona, who is probably still there to this day running an excellent program. And uh, he allowed me to be a part of the basketball team. Uh, And during that time, this is when my maturity level wasn't there. Um, I was definitely focused on basketball, but I wasn't focused on the things uh, outside of basketball that needed me to, like, kind of be successful on the court. Whether that was being able to like just, you know, maintain my grades at a high level so I can actively play. Uh, whether that was, you know, getting those extra shots up in the gym, whether that was like lifting weights. And you know, the guys on my team, they were they were doing this. They were they were locked in, you know, they wanted to play D1. And so they were going that extra mile. And I think I was still trying to rely on talent because like talent kind of got me through high school. And that's when I kind of got a first look that like, oh, it's going to be a lot more work than just relying on talent. But it didn't click to me yet. So there would be times where I wasn't taking school seriously. And it got to the point to where, you know, I, I ended up I ended up dropping out. I ended up dropping out, ended up the extra mile ended up like being like too much for me. And uh, I wasn't able to mentally grasp it at that moment. And it was definitely a low in my life because when the dream at that moment kind of, like, dies, it's like, what next? What do you do next? If you're not ready to go accomplish your dream, then what are you going to do? And I was left stuck for, like, a little bit. I was left stuck wondering, like, all right, what's the next phase? And so... A lot was of that, that the but, turning
0: point for you? Was that the turning uh, point
1: for you? There? So, yeah, that was like the turning point. When you was in, when I was in that stuck phase, me trying to figure out who I am, what do I want to do, what kind of work I want to put in towards what I want to do, and if it's not basketball, what is it going to be? So mm-hmm. I, I worked. I, I worked. I worked. I didn't go to school. I didn't really like school, and I worked. Uh I worked at retail stores all across Allen. Allen outlets—they <laughs> they know my name. Whether it's Adidas, whether it's Polo, whether it's the Old Navy across the across the street, whether it's the the Old Sand Dollar store. Like I was just working and I, I did security, and it was about a year. It was about a year. I ended up getting a security job, and uh, I'm working at the Allen Events Center. And I'm uh, I'm doing security at the Allen Event Center, and at the Allen Event Center they do all kinds of events. They do um, they do hockey games, they do basketball tournaments, they do concerts, they do Disney on Ice, and I I end up working this um this Lone Star Conference basketball tournament, and my I end up I end up watching. I think it was like. TCU versus, like, Texas A&M Commerce.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember myself, like, just watching this game. And I'm watching these two teams, like, go at it. They're competing. And I'm asking – I'm looking at myself, like, I'm, like, thinking to myself, I could play. Like, I could play against these dudes. I'm, like, I could play, like, on this stage. And then what made it even, like, worse and what sparked the fire into me is, like, during halftime, I walked out to the to the lobby and when I walked out into the lobby, I saw my old coach. I saw Jim Sagona. And um, I shook his hand and I, I just looked at myself and I'm like, man, like, I've come a long way now from once chasing my dream to now ushering at a, you know, or doing security at a, a, a basketball tournament and shaking hands with my coach. And I think that moment, I realized that what I was doing was just passing by time and not truly living in what I believe my purpose was, which was to, you know, be a basketball player and impact lives through the game. And Mm so uh, once I had that experience and being able to see the tournament, and not only that, in this tournament, it was guys that I played AAU with that was on the same team with me. And I realized that, like, I needed to get back into the game. And it was very pivotal for me, having that experience. And I'll never forget that moment. It'll live with me forever.
0: That's powerful, man. Because you you said a lot of information that the people out there listening can apply. Because it's just not even in sports. It's uh, in everything that you do. One is having the purpose. Two is having the mental mindset. And three, what you said was important to seeing your coach after all the uh, you know transgressions that you went through and all the ups and downs right uh, and figuring out what you wanted to be in life right but I think you seeing your coach and correct me if I'm wrong was a reflection of yourself and I tell people all the time that sometimes when you see people from your past it's almost a mirror and it's reflecting back on you because you were starting with this person right and now you look back and you're like what have I accomplished I started with this person but where am I now? And that coach was almost a reflection of, like, what what am I doing with myself? And then you transition and say, you know what? I got it now. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to run with it. And, obviously, where you ended up is phenomenal, right? You're over in Australia, you know, a two-time All-American. And and let people know, you know, being in college, right? We're talking about being overseas. That's, That's the whole point of this conversation, to understand who you are and what you've accomplished. But let's talk about, you know, the college game. What shifts from the high school game to the college game as far as mindset, as far as being in an All American? What does it really take?
1: So, um, it does definitely start off with like a vision. So, I definitely, uh, and the vision kind of like helps you understand your goal uh, and it helps you visualize it on a daily like basis. And it has to be embedded in your mind and it also has to be embedded in your heart as well. Like, because those things kind of work hand in hand. And that's the one thing, or at least it does for me. And so it started off whenever I got there in my freshman year, I didn't have like a big role on my team. Uh, The goal was really just to try to work my way up to a starting position, because I wasn't even a starter whenever I got to uh, York College. Uh, I was playing good minutes, but it was really just to kind of start and be able to make a big impact my second year my sophomore year which was really the year that I started setting my focus on becoming an all-American and I had a friend named uh Dad Varma uh, that um ended up playing at the school and he ended up being an uh, all-American so every day I would go into this gym I would look up in the stands and I would see his uh his all-American white banner and I would visualize my own banner before it was even up there, right next to his. So that means like every time I went to the gym, I knew what I was like working for and working towards. I was working towards having a banner right next to his. And that was literally how it started. And then from there, it was about just doing the daily things that I needed to do to be better. So I had to push myself. If we run running miles, my goal is to be the first person running the miles. Mm. If, we, if, we, if, we, if we lifting weights, my goal is to go as hard as I can lifting weights. Even on the days that I don't want to go hard, that was the mental difference. It was the days where, like, man, I don't want to be in the gym. Or, man, I don't want to be in the weight room. When I was in high school, I would take reps off when I had those mental moments. When I was uh when I was like growing up, if I could miss a day in the gym, I might just miss I might just miss one day because ain't nobody gonna know. Who gonna know? Who gonna find out? Ain't nobody gonna see me. But then I realized like, no, nah, those days, like, nope, we still gotta get in here. We still gotta get it done. And I started telling myself, something is better than nothing. And that's kind of what that's kind of what build it up. So I'm in the gym getting extra shots up. So even if we have a two-hour practice, I'll go in at night, get extra shots up on the gun. I'll bring somebody in there with me. I'll bring somebody in there with me. Let's do this together. And so, so kind
0: of just... So, so you were envisioning success. You said you were looking up in the rafters. You were kind of putting it in the air saying, you know, this is what I will become. This is what I will achieve. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
1: and I've written it down. Uh, Before every season, and I still do this to this day, uh, I have a goal of, you know, how many rebounds I want to average, how many points I want to average, how many assists I want to average, how many steals I want to average. Like, like, uh, if I want to win a championship, all this stuff is, like, written down before the season even starts. So I'm always consistently knowing what I'm working towards.
0: Interesting you say that because – you talk a lot about mindset. You talk a lot about purpose. You talk a lot about dedication and not taking days off, right? Um, I need to know who is your favorite basketball player and why.
1: Oh, Kawhi Leonard. Like as crazy uh, as that sounds, uh, Kawhi Leonard is by far like one of my favorite like players. Um, uh, I think he's one. I think he's one of the best two-way two-way players. Uh, and I think basketball. Uh, and I'm old-fashioned, and I, I kind of resemble my game a little bit uh, after that kind of two-way style a little bit. Like, I'm going to play defense, but I'm also, you know, going to try to give you buckets on the offensive end. I think the game has kind of gotten away from that. Everybody's living and dying by the three and only thinking about offense. But like Basketball is so multi dimensional that you can impact the game on both ends of the floor. And you don't necessarily have to just be a shooter uh, to make an impact. So Kawhi Leonard though.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now with mindset, right, we talk about mindset, but why be the guy as far as mindset that you really dive into? Because as a business person myself, there's a lot of people I look up to, even they don't even have to be within the business frame uh, that I really look to as far as having that mindset, that killer instinct that can really, you know, go out and do exactly what they say they're going to do. So as a basketball player, is it Kawhi? Or is there another player that, as far as mindset, a former player, old school player, current player that you look at?
1: Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Like He's that's dead. definitely like uh, in my era. Uh, anytime he has an interview or a book, whether it's Mama Mentality, uh, I'm I'm tapped in just because I know his focus was just unbelievable, and like you said, mindset. His mindset, I believe, was just as sharp as can be uh, as a basketball player. So, Kobe
0: Bryant for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Uh, Tim Grover, his trainer, man, and Michael Jordan's trainer, and um, Dwayne Wade's trainer, and Wayne Gretzky, this guy named Tim Grover, man. If y'all read his book, phenomenal. He talks about the mindset of winners. He's a trainer. He's worked with the greatest, and um, their mindset is on a different level. They're just built different, you know, Um, and you can apply it across anything in life. So, man, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. So let's, let's uh, fast forward. You went from your college and then you went overseas. Where's the first place that you went to overseas? So the first
1: place I went to was uh, Australia. Okay.
0: Um,
1: it was a War Talk League, um, which is like a semi-pro league um, out in Australia. Uh, I ended up coming across uh, the coach, honestly, uh, through Facebook. Uh, I ended up having a highlight that my friend shared and he ended up commenting on it. And he was like, hey, I like your game, uh, X, y, Z. I ended up uh, emailing him and we ended up talking for about a good like six months before uh, we ended up uh, getting me out there to Australia in the Wartoff League. So, yeah, Australia, first place. All
0: right. And so you stated that, you know, obviously uh, the transition from going to York to Australia and you stated somebody, your highlight reel was posted on Facebook and you got in contact with the coach. Now, if somebody was going to go overseas, is is Facebook the way to go? Is YouTube the way to go to get your highlight reel out there? Do you go through your coach? Do you get an agent? What do you do? So like, yeah, like
1: I've talked to a lot of pros and like even before I got my Australian job, I was constantly like emailing and messaging like coaches, whether it was through Facebook, any way, any form, I could get in contact and have a conversation or at least get my film out to a coach or agent. I was doing it. It just so happened that I got my opportunity through Facebook. But um, I think there you can always go through an agent. Uh, but make sure you always do your research on the agent. So anytime um, i work with an agent, uh, because I have worked with an agent before, is I go to the players who are signed under that agent. And I ask those players, like, hey, like, how's this agent? Was he able to get you a job? How diligent was he in getting you a job and promoting you to other coaches? And depending on that feedback, Uh, I will kind of weigh on my decision to either work with that agent or try somebody else. Uh, or vice versa, you could essentially be your own agent in this day and age because, you know, we do have Internet. We do have uh, access to WhatsApp. So anybody overseas can be contacted. And it's just a matter of doing the research, putting your foot forward and kind of being your own agent if that's something that you're willing to do. It's definitely not easy. It definitely takes time, but it's definitely possible.
0: I see I see Got it, got it. how important is your college coach throughout this process? what did they do to help you out uh, to get you to the next level
1: so the biggest thing that uh my college coach uh, did and actually kind of I think all my coaches kind of did this along the way even from the ages of seven till now is that um, they they sharpened my uh, my character um, uh, they, they they sharpened me um, and I think The character part is what's allowed me to be the player that I'm in, but it's also allowed me to uh, maintain and keep my job. So, like, the work that I put in was fueled and pushed, you know, by my coaches, how I conduct myself in a professional manner. Um, My college coach definitely had an influence. My college coach uh, actually emphasized, uh, and shout out to Coach Deal, he emphasized character over the actual skill of basketball. So you could have been a good basketball player, but if you didn't have good character, he didn't have no problem with uh, sitting you on the bench. Mm. And so kind of seeing that, seeing, oh, wow, he's willing to sit the best player because he doesn't have good character. Um, seeing that kind of like woke me up a little bit and it's actually helped me in a professional sense. Like, it's yeah, how you conduct yourself doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it is business. Yeah, you do have to be skilled, but yes, you do have to be able to uh, shake hands with people, interact with people in the community, and be able to conduct yourself in a in a proper manner. And so that definitely helps.
0: Yeah, those are awesome skills, valuable skills that they're sharing with you. I mean, that's just pure how to be a professional, how to network, how to be a man. Those are awesome skills that, you know, coaches are teaching you. Um, you, you know, you, you talked about this earlier at the college level where you said, hey, you know, I had the talent, but I didn't have the, you know, the ability to be mentally uh, focused on things outside of basketball that would prepare me for being on the court. Um, what are some of those things needed when you're overseas? What do you mentality wise have to be sharp on when you're overseas? Uh biggest thing, and even if you're a professional
1: or trying to be a professional, uh, your focus, like, Uh, I just was, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer when it came to this. Um, I realized like focus is like, uh, it's a, it's a muscle. (laughs) Like focus is a muscle. So you have to, you have to actively train that muscle as much as you can. And the more you train that muscle, the more it will help you on the court. So there's things that you could do from a focus sense uh, off the court that can help you on the court. Whether that's like you saying, all right, I'm going to focus on, you know, reading a book for like the next 30 minutes. And you intentionally just focus on reading that book and seeing what you can learn and digest from it within that 30 minutes and sticking to that or setting goals for yourself, even outside of like off the court. Uh, I need to get this done. I need to get this done and staying focused on the moment and what you need to get done. And you realize like that that'll help you lock in and focus on your shot. Like, mm-hmm. you'll realize you being able to focus off the court will help you focus in those moments that you need in the game. They'll help you focus when it's time to, like, listen to your coach. They'll help you focus on a lot of things. So, uh, I think that was, like, something that's, like, helped me um, um, as far as just being able being able to sharpen myself.
0: What are some of the top leagues uh, overseas, top countries to be in to, to play overseas, the best of the best? Where are they at? Uh, so I'll say Asia
1: uh, has like a big market. Uh, they definitely love basketball out there. I think streetball has had like a heavy influence on the culture and also like hip hop. So I think that in regards to like basketball, the market is pretty good out there in Asia. You can make uh, pretty good money out there. Um, I've heard Middle East. Uh, the Middle East is really good um, as far as being able to have like a good competitive league, and also um, be able to kind of get yourself uh, get yourself a good professional look. NBL uh, out here in Australia definitely a good league to be into, and also uh, the the lifestyle as well um, kind of plays an effect, uh, and it all just depends on. Uh, what you need, but I would say those three markets are are really good as far as uh, being able to kind of enter in and uh, build a name for yourself as a basketball player. Those three countries. This oh, actually, hold on. actually, Sorry. Europe as well. Europe, 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 definitely probably like the on the top of that list. Uh, the DBL is is good. Uh, Europe, France, Germany, anywhere in Europe that you can get your foot
0: into, uh, it'll be good. Okay.
1: And uh, did you ever make an attempt
0: to go to one of those areas? I know you went to Australia first, but did you ever try to get over there to one of those uh, other countries to play and things like that to be with the cream of
1: the crop? Yeah, yeah. So like, I played, uh, I played in like the the third league out in uh, Germany whenever I left Australia. So yeah. that was definitely like a wonderful experience. And um, and then after Germany, I left and I played in Argentina uh, in the second league out there, which was a good experience. Um, one thing that I would ask like players or anybody that's uh, uh, going to um, try to get into the the market or get into basketball from a professional standpoint, is uh, there's two ways you could go about it. You could always go to a different market who 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 values you more, or you could work your way up into a market uh and so there's two ways to do that you could of course if you don't get a lot of money in one country and another country kind of values you more um go to that league if you're if you're wanting more money but also be aware that um they can also get rid of you at any time Versus if you do have success in one league and you decide to, you know, stay in that country and stay in that league and your value goes up, you could kind of play like a long game, if that makes any sense. Because then at that point, if you come back the next year, that means that, you know, the community is familiar with you, Um you know, the, the fans that are coming into the, the local area are getting to know you. And on top of that, you're having success on the court. That could build your market as well just in that country to where, like, even if that team doesn't want you, uh, you're still valuable to other teams in that area because you have, uh, you have the attention of people in certain areas in that market. See, interesting. I like that. I like that.
0: Now, you talked about salary, right? Now, we've heard stories, right, about people going overseas and they may not get paid uh, exactly what they're worth or, you know, the owner may not give them the money up front or, you know, pay them on, a, on a, a consistent schedule. Is this anything that you've experienced or you've heard of or how can somebody who wants to go overseas, how can they mitigate their risk? So that's the that's – the, I've
1: come across guys and – you know, I've come across guys who have made up to three hundred dollars a month to twenty thousand dollars a month. So like listen to me, like and I and like reach out to basketball players and ask them like you know, like basketball players will tell you hoopers will tell you like you know, the real. I've talked to players who have made $300 a month and I've talked to players who have made $20,000 like a month and more. So like, and there's so many leagues out here that like, like you can, you can play, but it might not necessarily be uh, beneficial to you. Um, depending on where your value is at. So you definitely have to, as a basketball player, start understanding how much your time is worth. Like you have to understand your value in some sense. And not saying that there's nothing wrong with making $300 a month, but you, if you're young and you're a young man and you're trying to enter the league and enter the market and work your way up, then you might have time for that. If you're somebody who's 25, 26, 27 and you you know your body your body ain't going to hold up that much, that might not be an opportunity that you, uh, you might want to take. so uh, it's mm-hmm. about understanding your your worth and yeah um, and if you don't understand that as a basketball player and you just want to play basketball, you're not thinking about those things, then you might be selling yourself short
0: uh, in the long end Most definitely, most definitely. I hear you. I hear you. Now, now obviously, you got to adjust to being overseas, right? What are some things you wish somebody would have told you when you went overseas that you could give game on somebody that's looking to go overseas their first year or interested? Uh,
1: I wish uh, somebody would have told me how lonely it could be at times. <laughs> so, yeah. like, that's why I, I was saying the focus part. It's definitely something that you have to have like as a basketball player because like you know, you're gonna get your workouts in, you're gonna have your diet right, you're gonna have team practice, you're gonna have your games, you're gonna you're gonna watch film, you're gonna do the things that you need to do as a professional basketball player, but we gotta understand there's twenty-four hours in a day. And of course you're gonna sleep as well. But now outside of all those elements of basketball, where your where your focus at? And then where's your focus at when you can't talk to your family at times? Because there are going to be times just due to the time difference that you're not going to be able to reach out to your loved ones. Or you could be in a country where nobody speaks the language, Right. you know. So where are you putting your time and your attention to? Are you focused on, you know, uh, a side hustle? Are you focused on, you know, making yourself like a better person? Uh, Are you focused on, you know, your spirituality? Are you focused, like, where's your focus at? So I think uh, as a basketball player, if your focus is in the right spots, in those lonely moments, you know where to put um, that time and that effort and that energy at. And so that was something that I kind of had to learn uh, just uh, to be a little bit more sharper on, um, is just to prepare for that type of uh, loneliness. Definitely, because it's definitely. different. Because you'll be you'll be away eight eight ten months, or you know, a long period of time away from your family, and away and out of your comfort zone at times.
0: Definitely, right. uncomfortable situations make you a lot stronger. That's for sure. Build you to be better. That is most definitely true. Um, now, as far as uh, crazy stories, right? What's the craziest experience you've had thus far being on the seas? How many years have you been over there now? Oh
1: man, what three? Three going on four years now. Yeah.
0: What's well, a crazy experience you've had thus
1: far? Oh man, crazy experience. Uh, I don't, I would say, I would say just adjusting to like, I would say just adjusting to like different like cultures and the ways they, the way they do things. Um, I would say. Man, let me think. Let me think. I'll say the most craziest thing. Uh, man, I don't know, man. That's a tough one because <laughs> I live, uh, I live a, I live a very like simple lifestyle, so it hasn't been hard for me to adjust. To do do you remember a certain, a uh, certain fan,
0: a certain fan that was a heckler towards you? You remember a certain team, a guy that you guarded that was just phenomenal, or a guy that you, you just put 50 on his head? You know, what, what experience do you remember the most in a basketball game or, you know, just being there that you're like, man, this is a crazy moment. This is a, something I remember. So I remember uh,
1: playing in like this NBL uh, three-on-three tournament um, in 2018, and I remember coming across uh, a guy who's currently playing in this league that I'm playing in now uh, named Jeremy Kendall uh he uh he killed the league um he we played in that tournament and i watched this guy go off for like probably like 30 points in a row like 30 points in a row so not even just like his other team was scoring he went 30 points in a row just all by himself in this three-on-three tournament and uh just uh the way he went about uh attacking his game, having counters for every move, his footwork was uh, phenomenal um you could see you could see the type of sacrifices that people uh put into their game, and so that was actually like a moment that uh that sharpened me even as a pro uh even as a professional, I still have moments where like or realizations where it's like there's still more work to be done. And that was one of those moments that, like, kind of stood out to me. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Cam, I always love to talk with people about, you know, being prepared for the future. It's something you and I talk about off screen all the time, and just keeping tabs on each other growing up and knowing each other forever. Uh, What are your next five moves?
1: Man, my next five moves. So, I mean, right now, uh, the first move is definitely to be able to um, bring my team to a successful season this year. Uh, So we're definitely working towards uh, a championship and um, and I'm working on just being able to kind of build myself like as a player uh, in this area. So that's definitely like one Uh, off the court, uh, definitely uh, build uh, continue to build a solid relationship with my partner. Uh, She's definitely been like a great support system and I wouldn't even be uh, where I'm at right now if it wasn't for her. So uh that's definitely my uh, second best move and being able to hopefully uh soon, like you said, get married and get engaged with her. Uh my third my third move as a basketball uh and business mindset is to be able to work on uh some of my side hustles that um I have planned um, with my agent that we're currently like working on uh just to be able to diversify uh financially a little bit for myself uh as a businessman um my fourth move mm, i'm good for about 3 moves bro <laughs> i'm good for about 3 i'm good for about 3 moves bro so uh, i know you got plenty more in the right now
0: what you yeah, say man, I, got, I know you got plenty more in the bag that was just on the spot but i know you got plenty more um yeah. now as far as you know the last question i have for you is is leadership man we we talk about being leaders in our community we talk about being impactful in our community. We talk about changing our community and being a shining light. To you, what do you think it takes to be a leader? Um, and I got one more question actually after that. So the question is, what do you think uh, is required to be a leader? What what attributes?
1: Uh, so I think it's like, a, I think it works two ways. First thing is like being a man of your word, uh, which I think is easier like said than done. So, If you're going to do something um, and you say you're going to do it, like, act on it. Don't be somebody who just says you're going to do something and not act on it. Because then at that point, you're not a man of your word. And I think a lot of the leaders that I come across, everything they said they were going to do, they did. And it wasn't just through their words, but it was the actions that backed them. So I think leaders understand the relationship between the words and the actions that are involved in the words that they speak. So my team believes, and I think that they realize that I'm a leader because everything that I say I'm going to do, I do. And they see it. That's that's
0: awesome, man. The last question I have for you, who has impacted you um, as a person? Who has grown you as a man? Who have been the people most influential in your life?
1: Oh, man, like, uh, I break everything down to the root. So my mom and my grandma, uh, a lot of my spiritual sense uh, definitely comes from my grandma, uh, my heart, how I care, how I love, uh, definitely uh, is rooted through uh, my mom and what I've seen through her. And then uh, I would say, shit, probably like my hustle and my dog mentality uh, comes from my daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I just found a way to use it in a positive outlet. <laughs> <laughs> definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Perfect, man. That's good to hear, man. Um, you know, that's all the questions man. I have for you, of course. Uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed, man, talking with you, just sharing your experience because I know there's a lot of people out there and hey, they want to hoop, man. They, they want to know what it takes to be a hooper. And they, if people don't hoop out there, they can apply it to their everyday life how do I take hands mentality and and, and apply it in my life to be successful and really go above and beyond the status quo. But man, thank you for sharing your story. Um, Again, this is Seeds TV. We chase progress, not perfection. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.